0: To learn more about this, you can visit guthealingbundle.com. Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and I really do appreciate you checking out my podcast. If you're looking to do everything you can to save your thyroid, then you're definitely in the right place. Also, once I'm done presenting, please make sure you stick around after the outro is done. In case if you don't know what an outro is, it's the part of the podcast that plays after the content is given. But for now, I want to show off my podcast intro, and so let's get rolling. Welcome to the Save My Thyroid Podcast, hosted by Dr. Eric Kosanski. To stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics, make sure to subscribe on your podcast player. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now let's head to the show. Welcome to the Save My Thyroid podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Osansky and I look forward to helping you avoid radioactive iodine and thyroid surgery and helping you to regain your health. So, this is the very first podcast episode, and I'll be sharing my hyperthyroid story, which hopefully will help with your hyperthyroid journey. So, why did I create this podcast? So, I work with people who have both hyperthyroidism and Hashimoto's, and I've been doing this since 2009. And probably around 80% of my patient base has hyperthyroidism. Most of these people have grave disease, although I also have worked with a lot of people with toxic multinodular goiter over the years. So many people with hyperthyroidism get pressured to receive radioactive iodine or thyroid surgery by their endocrinologist. And so this podcast will focus mainly on hyperthyroidism. However, if you do have Hashimoto's, you also need to save your thyroid as your immune system is damaging your thyroid gland. And over time, we want to try to prevent that. And just like with Graves's, my goal is to help people to restore the health of their immune systems. So it's really similar with Hashimoto's. So again, most of the people tune in will probably have hyperthyroidism and many of these people have Graves' disease. But if you have Hashimoto's, you also can benefit from some of the information I'll be sharing in future episodes. So I'd now like to briefly discuss my hyperthyroid story. So in 1999, I graduated from chiropractic school in Marietta, Georgia. And I opened up my chiropractic practice in 2000 in Concord, North Carolina, which is outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And so I focused on traditional chiropractic techniques. And so I was diagnosed with Graves' disease, which was in 2008. Um, Actually, first I was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism, but then I saw an endocrinologist and she's the one who officially diagnosed me with Graves' disease. But before being diagnosed with Graves' disease, I sold my chiropractic practice uh, which again, this was in Concord, North Carolina, and my wife and I decided to move to Charlotte. And so prior to being diagnosed with grave disease, I attended a couple of functional endocrinology seminars. I, I did attend a lot of nutritional seminars, but a, a few of them, two of that I remember were specific on functional endocrinology. So I knew that I was going to take a natural treatment approach after I was diagnosed with both hyperthyroidism and grave disease. but I had no idea if the natural approach would work. So once again, in 2008, I was diagnosed with Graves, and at the time, I tried my best to remain optimistic, but honestly, I was scared as to what challenges I was going to face, and I was skeptical of whether a natural treatment approach would work. And the reason is because although I, of course, was open to natural treatment approach, I didn't know anybody else with Graves' disease who had restored their health or any other type of hyperthyroid condition. So I definitely was was scared and skeptical. That being said, I realized that conventional medical treatment didn't provide a long-term solution to my health condition, and I knew that there was an underlying cause, and I was determined to do what was necessary to find or remove my triggers. And like many people with chronic health conditions, I started eating better and improved other lifestyle factors as well, such as improving my stress management skills. And testing also played a big role in fighting my triggers and underlying imbalances, and I'll talk in greater detail about testing in a future podcast episode. And I briefly mentioned earlier that I chose not to take methimazole, um, or I think I mentioned that earlier. So if not, I I chose when I dealt with hyperthyroidism and eventually Graves' disease, the endocrinologist did recommend methimazole, but instead I took the herb bugleweed, and I also took the herb motherwort. And again, I'll talk more about these herbs in future podcast episodes. And it took approximately nine months before all my tests normalized and I was off of the herbs. So since 2009, I've had a practice that focuses on thyroid and autoimmune thyroid conditions. And in addition to being a doctor of chiropractic, I've gone on to receive a master's degree in nutrition. I'm a certified clinical nutritionist, and I'm also a certified functional medicine practitioner through the Institute for Functional Medicine. And in 2011, I wrote a book entitled Natural Treatment Solutions for Hyperthyroidism and Graves' Disease, and now it's in its second edition. And I also wrote a book on Hashimoto's called Hashimoto's Triggers, which was in 2018. And I definitely plan on releasing more books, uh, probably more specific to hyperthyroidism. I don't know if I'm going to write another book on hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's in the future, but I definitely would like to write more books on hyperthyroidism in the near future. And then in the summer of 2018, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, and this really changed my perspective on the role of infections in thyroid autoimmunity. Now, in my case, Lyme wasn't a trigger on my grave disease condition, as again, I was diagnosed like 10 years earlier with Graves, although I was concerned about relapsing, and again, fortunately, I did not. But for many people, Lyme and other types of infections can be a trigger. And as a result, in future podcast episodes, I will talk more about different types of infections, not just Lyme, but infections such as Epstein-Barr, gut infections such as H. pylori, parasites. So I'd like to briefly discuss what you can expect from future podcast episodes. So there will be plenty of valuable information on how to save your thyroid and avoid radioactive iodine and surgery. Of course, again, that's the main reason why I put together this podcast And many of the episodes will be solo episodes, just like this one, where I discuss topics related to saving your thyroid and optimizing your health. There will also be some guest experts as well. Actually, I plan on having a lot of guest experts in future podcast episodes. And also, I plan on doing some mini podcast episodes where I just answer a question or two from someone, from either a patient or, or someone who's not a patient, but just someone who is maybe in my Facebook group and has a question that I think a lot of people will benefit from. So you could uh, expect some of these mini podcast episodes. And then if you're wondering about what topics I'll be covering in the future, so of course there's too many to, to list here, but there will be an episode on conventional and natural symptom management options for hyperthyroidism. Because even though my goal is to try to restore the person's health, while doing this, you want to be safe. You, sometimes people will need to take medication such as methimazole or PTU or carbimazole. If you live in a different country, some uh, in Europe, they use carbimazole in some areas. But natural symptom management. So I mentioned a bugleweed, motherwort. Again, those who aren't doing anything to address the cause of my condition, but it's important to be safe while trying to address the cause. And there'll be another episode on hyperthyroid diet tips. A future episode where I'll discuss how to maintain a healthy weight when dealing with hyperthyroidism. A lot of people lose weight with hyperthyroidism, but some people also gain weight. So I'll, I'll cover both scenarios. And then there'll be, I'm sure, multiple episodes on thyroid eye disease, but I definitely have one plan sooner than later on overcoming thyroid eye disease. And also I'll talk about toxic multinodular goiter. So it's not all going to be on Graves' disease. There'll be some episodes where I talk about toxic multinodular goiter, And also a future episode on how to find your Graves' disease triggers. And there will be many other topics. Like I said, too many to mention here. But I am excited to have you not only listen in on this podcast, my very first podcast episode, but I look forward to serving you in the future. I think you will be thrilled with the information I'll be sharing on hyperthyroidism. Again, whether you have Graves' disease, toxic multinodular goiter, or even subacute thyroiditis or hashi toxicosis. Again, I think a lot of the information you'll find to be valuable. And thank you so much. Again, thank you for tuning in and look forward to serving you in the future and hope to catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review. Thank you so much for tuning in. Well, I hope you enjoyed my very first podcast episode. When going to the movies in the past, after the movie was over, the credits would run and everyone would leave. But these days, a lot of movies have a post credit scene. And so I figured I'd do a post-outro scene or segment, whatever you want to call it. I can't promise that I'll do this after every podcast episode, and when I do a post-outro segment, it won't always relate to saving your thyroid, but I definitely would stick around after the outro in future podcast episodes to hear what I have to say. For today's post-outro segment, I want to let you know that while I hate taking cold showers... Alternating hot and cold water while in the shower is beneficial for your parasympathetic nervous system. And so the next time you're in the shower, start off with warm or hot water, and after a couple of minutes, switch to cold water for at least 30 seconds, and one minute would be even better. Do this a couple of times, and you'll feel invigorated when you step out of the shower. Anyway, that's it for today's post-outro segment, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode.